All right, guys and gals, here is part two of our interview from 949 Racing with some of the Miata greats. If you have not listened to part one, you should probably go ahead and do that because uh, we kind of pick up right in the middle of it all and you'll probably be a little bit lost. So if you listen to part one, go ahead and listen to part two here. Anyway, so, so going back, uh, you were talking about yeah, Modi. Modi, Modi's car. Uh, yeah, just, just a quick one. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you realize this, but Dan actually just won PT uh, Championship here in the West Coast. Um, we're a year removed now. A year? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Time flies. That's man. it. Time 2016. Flies. I'm all done. washed up now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but a has been. I'm nobody. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, get back. Yeah. One, two, three, five. Sure, um, let's uh, let's get back to uh, to what we've done with uh, with Krimpov. So, Krimpov is a chassis that I've been playing with since 2011, uh, and actually got got the nickname because it was like the nicest street car ever. Because I wanted to start start my build with a with a clean car. Actually, Ryan went to. Uh, uh, a dealership that had the car in San Diego. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and and Ryan went to look at it for me, uh, so I don't have to drive all the way from LA. I do believe at some point I told you it's too nice. You can't cut this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already s- discussed what uh, what the word you can't do uh, for me. So, uh, well, I, I knew that that would yeah. mean that you would. <laughs> so you cut uh, it up. Pretty much, um, and quickly too. It, it barely lasted a week. Um, so, yeah, we basically started playing with the chassis, and immediately knew that I wanted to have a uh, speedster, no windshield. Uh, I just enjoy the way that they feel. That it's just such a such a visceral feeling driving like that without the buffer of having a windshield uh, in your face. And started building, uh, you know, just, just a very simple chassis, a little bit of suspension work, uh, and just going out having fun. That ended up, um, in 2012 when we were still running the Miata challenge, it ended up that, um, to my surprise, ended up a very effective combo with, uh, what I've done with the car and, uh, ended up winning the, the championship, um, for the super modified class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, of course, gives you the, that gives you the appetite for more. So started playing with additional stuff, and then of course came into uh, Arrow, which I always enjoy playing with. Um, and it became something between a rolling business card to an R and D lab that just for funky ideas. Uh, like one of them was uh, a long tail, like the old nine seventeen Porsches, yeah. you know, that run the Le Mans, and. and I was just curious to see what it would do to the car. So I built one that was like two and a half feet longer than the factory bodywork. And it ended up going like six miles an hour faster at ACS. Really? Yeah. It was huge. Um, Langheck. Yes. Uh, Porsche files will know what that means. (laughs) There you go. Langheck, long tail. Yeah. It's on the old 917 Le Mans cars. uh, the, The Kurtz was the short one. Yep. Um, they went a lot faster on the on the Mulsanne straight when they went to the, the long tail. Yeah, and they call and it the, the, the line heck. So it's a huge difference yep. uh, in reduction of drag. Uh, and so just over over the years, been playing with it a lot. And uh, and I think this past year, I just wanted to go out and get get more of a feel for uh, global time attack. Like Ryan, Ryan and I actually went together in 2014 to Super Lab Battle. It was both of ours uh, first time with Global Time Attack, and I have to uh, give a shout out to Global Time Attack for putting together awesome event. Really, it's, a, it's such a great event to run uh, Super Lab Battle. Um, really, like one of the most enjoyable events of the year. And we went out, uh, drove, had fun, and then just just decided to come back for more. Um, and this year, I just wanted to come back with something that was capable of really putting down a good lap time. Uh, so we built uh, the supercharger that I touched on, uh, ended up dynoing at 
Church Automotive, dyno 275 horsepower, 227 torque, so definitely and, and, had decent power. How much does this car weigh? Uh, reduced a ton of weight from the car, ended up at 2,088 with driver that had way too many midwick beers. <laughs> uh, and that can always be changed. Yeah. Uh, the with car itself is 1,909. Uh, and that still has like 50 pounds left in it that I'm working on. Uh, so definitely end up well into the 1800s. And then, of course, the most striking feature uh, visually was the new aero package that uh, debuted for Superlap. And for that, I've done some stuff that has never been done before in yeah. any Miata. Yeah, I was, I was going to touch on that, too, because, uh, you know, when I saw the car at Superlap, it looked uh, a little, little different than I remember seeing touch. it last time. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so some of the things that were done that have never really been done on a Miata before, the, the biggest one would be the reduction of the height of the nose, the, the entire nose bodywork from basically where the windshield base used to be all the way to the front tip of the, uh, of the bumper, uh, has been lowered by a lot. Like right. the front of the hood, for example, is four inches lower than it is from a normal lowered Miata. Um, and that's huge. Uh, the other thing is the new uh, front arrow, the, the splitter um, that makes metric tons of downforce. Uh, and that's that's a measurement you can quote me on. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we said metric ton twice. I'm just going to say it. It means metric shit ton, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tried to so keep it. Uh, this, this, this is the internet. Yourself. If I if I offend somebody, I did, it won't be the first time. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, that, that already paired with the GT1000 wing that yep. we have from APR, that's the which, we're running, uh, which we're running DRS with. So it's an active wing that I have a uh, paddle on the steering wheel that I can control the uh, angle of attack. Um, and reduce it for all the longer stretches of a straight, or as we found out in Superlap, every time that there's more than 10 feet straight, uh, <laughs> I pulled that paddle and, uh, and made sure that I have the least drag uh, possible for that. Um, there's a blown diffuser that we just ended up putting on the car. There's so much uh, done in the uh, department of aero and weight reduction and engine power that we were so you, you, left, sure that, you left out one of the significant aero changes. What was that? Which was the nose. Splitter. Well, no, the, well, the whole reduction the of the, of the yeah. height in the nose yeah. and, and okay. the splitter made an enormous difference. Uh, and basically, I came to Superlap ready to put down a very, very good lap time. Yeah, his, uh, he was, I actually ran his tires on my car when I had... Uh, uh, towards the end of the end of the weekend, I, I think and the I, end plates too, right? Yep. Yeah, plates. Yeah. So we we had already had the pretty much had the 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 win and unlimited uh, clinched. We thought we were pretty sure we had, we had it clinched. Um, we still wanted to try to go faster. We wanted to try to do a forty four. And uh, so Modi loaned us his. He was running the same tire I was, but because of the ECU problem, uh, he took his big tires off, and I loaned him some smaller tires I had used for warm up. Um, it was more appropriate for the for his uh, hampered uh, power. You know, we had to we basically had to take the supercharger and yeah, just disconnect it. To touch on that real quick because we we haven't quite gotten there. But uh, uh, Austin saw it actually yeah. happening <laughs> happening <laughs> like, live. So at like midnight, one in the morning. Oh my god, that was, that was an event and a half, uh, <laughs> more eventful event than I that I wanted. I, I wouldn't let him give up. I I I, I kept <laughs> hounding. I was like, no, there's there's a way we can you can get laps in this car. Don't give up, man. Yeah, so, so. very first lap of the day, the, the warm-up lap in a warm-up session, uh, car ran like there's no tomorrow. I knew that there's definitely a chance for a very competitive lap time. Uh, and then went out to the first warm, like hot lap, crossed the timing beam once and never crossed it again in that session because the car died about, you know, four, five, six yeah. corners in and had to be towed back and then started troubleshooting and... You know, uh, so he had a he had a faster like car. A, uh, alive... well, while we're while we're talking about engine packages, we got a comment from John Carson. If you put Bolt's motor inside one of Modi's cars, what kind of lap time do you think is possible? Oh. I don't want to answer that right now. I want to acknowledge it. Well, that's a really good one, but we haven't talked about Bolt's motor yet. 
That's yeah. true. So That's I want to I want to acknowledge the live commenting because that is important to what we're doing tonight. Yeah. But so we'll we'll come back to that later. What, what I kind of wanted to touch on is is uh, what Modi's talking about the, the configuration of his car. And if you haven't seen pictures of it, you're like, okay, that sounds cool. That sounds radical. I highly encourage you if you're a Miata fan, you, you haven't heard it. about it. If you're a Time Attack fan, Google Blackbird Fabworks. And cream puff. Uh, it's F A B W O R X. Blackbird Fabworks. And our uh, Facebook and page puff. has plenty of uh, pictures. Yeah. So you can see uh, pictures. You can see Instagram. You can see what the car is about. So the basic deal is, as I mentioned earlier, it was definitely the fastest me out of there. It just broke, <laughs> and I had what was a much more rudimentary build. And because our car didn't break, it to me the the, the message there is how much potential the platform has i show yeah. up with a car that's oh, not sure. built for time attack at all i build a, a our car is basically a glorified you know like a pt car it's pretty basic we just stuck this arts and craft front splitter on this really quick thing that we threw together but just had a lot of surface area took a generic gt 1000 wing you can buy from off apr the off there off the shelf stuck it on the back and with the standard mount you could use the singular mounts that he makes and just stick it on the car it's pretty it's Plug and play. It's not like you're like doing any crazy engineering. I'm like, I'm thinking outside of the box. No, I, I hit clicked buy. I bolted it on. I clicked buy. I bolted it on. And I, I, did, I, I did some more. <laughs> you like fabricate the most everything. elaborate solution so for we did that. Our car, because it didn't break, we absolutely obliterated the existing Miata record. And the car that was the story was his car which was a far, far more developed car, but one little yeah, freaking exactly. diode in the ECU kept it. But that, that, that car I, felt, I felt so bad for you, too, it. because you guys identified what the problem was. It was, uh, it was a coil driver, right? It was a coil driver in the ECU. ECU yeah. basically, basically, we had nothing to do with any of it. Yeah. All the elaborate stuff that we built and, uh, and all the billion hours we spent on the car just, That's racing. just came to, mm -hmm. uh, came to yeah. an end. Uh, in terms of being able to use it, it was just a burned coil driver. What was worse to me was that you guys actually got it fixed, mm -hmm. and it burned for right again. like fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Back in the car, <laughs> and maybe you turn out of my parking spot, and uh, uh, that's always the worst feeling. You're like, all right, we fixed it, we're good to go. Then all it was no. is just a really big paperweight. What was really funny though was um, you know that night you actually ran home. Grab the stock ECU. Oh, not just the stock ECU. Well, and, so, and the manifold and pretty much everything to convert it back to everything, NA. Everything to convert it back to stock, not just NA. It right. was, uh, we took the supercharger belt off, capped the intercooler, uh, switched the ECU, injectors, O2 sensor, uh, master oh, flow, air intake temperatures, bunch of bunch of little things that basically required right, so. for the factory ECU to work. Uh, and ended up running the next day flawlessly all day long, but uh, with 120 horsepower as opposed to like the 275. That, right. Uh, right. Uh, right. And I think, and, and I think that both Ryan and Emilio um, would probably have uh, a better idea. But I, I really think that the 158 one that I ended up running has really never been run by anything with that little horsepower before, Miata-wise. Mm -hmm. No, certainly uh, not. And I mean, yeah. that's kind yeah. of when you were talking about what you were doing with uh, Cream Puff before, you know, you started converting it a few months ago to really sort of, you know, do some new stuff and, and specifically actually add some power, which you hadn't really been doing with the car prior to that. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, but, you know, one of the coolest things is, you know, we talk about 15, 20, almost 20 years ago, trying to convince people, no, like Aero actually works on a Miata, but Cream Puff was, I really think like the most pure, uh, you know, depiction of that because yeah. you never touched the motor. I mean, we were talking like stock, stock motor that dynoded like 115 on a good day. It wasn't even a healthy one no, at that. But you know, even, even today, I mean, we've come a long way in terms of people, you know, they see world time attack. They see, you know, these places where arrow is clearly doing a lot. And so they believe that it works if you have monster yeah, power, and if you, you know, but right. you're running around with 115 horsepower and continuously dropping your lap time with aero improvements that everybody thinks the car is going to go backwards if you put to that big of a wing on the car. So mm -hmm. it, it really is just a proof of concept of you can really use all the aero you can put on the car and, and, and really everything. And, yeah. and, and, and to quantify this, it, it, it isn't 
when you say more arrow, it's not just put a bigger wing and then stick a bigger wing and then keep sticking a bigger wing. It's right. improving the lift to drag ratio. So the arrow geeks that are watching this are like, yeah. So uh, they, they know that it's, it's about improving the efficiency. Um, I want to go into some of the questions that have been popping up that we've been, sort of, we haven't responded to. Yeah, um, so there's a couple the, here. The one from John Carson was, was a good one. Uh, Bullets um, motor, Modi's car. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so bullets motor. What is yeah? What is bullets motor? So bullets um, motor um, is the the it's it's the S one motor we run. So it's a it's a it's an MB one motor. It's a ninety nine uh, motor, uh, forged. But there's no porting or big valves or cams or anything like that. It's basically if you just take a stock motor, do a rebuild, but replace all the cast and centered bits with forged bits. Just reliability upgrades. Yeah, just reliability yeah. upgrades. It doesn't make any more power inherently of stuff. It's just tough. So you can, you can run boost and, and you can spin it faster with the heavy valve springs. Then we put, um, then we put a track speed, uh, engineering, uh, turbo kit in it. Um, and it normally runs 220 horsepower. We turned the boost up on a different ECU map and it was making uh, 300 horsepower on the dyno, you know, a couple days before. Sputtering out the ignition up top. Yeah. And actually it wasn't even running flawlessly because we, uh, we ran out of, uh, coils on it and we had the wrong wastegate. So it was actually blowing the wastegate open. It should have made around 320, 330. Um, so the top end power was a little softer than it would have been, but that was good enough with a pretty solid suspension development, which we've done to do, to do the, uh, 144 nine, which was the previous record was a 151 and he did a 48, which, you know, would have been, would have been the record, but we went uh, 44 nine with that setup. So, um, John asked how fast it would go. We have no freaking idea, but we're really freaking fast, but everybody at this table knows that we're shooting for sub 140. I mean that, that yeah. I know. I know that's what Modi is not even bothering. If he, if, if I'm not going under 140, I'm not. I'm not interested, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, if I'm not going under 140, so that's not the the rear drive record. I'm going for the ultimate lap, production car lap record. Yeah. So I don't. I don't make any bones. Somebody out there is going. He's nuts. Like yep. well, the, the history of it. The Westfall has the GST Impreza yeah. record, right? And when Westfall was driving the Pro Awesome Evo when they were on pace for a 38. So. Yeah. 38s, 39s, they're not out of the question. They've been no, done. They were they, they were being done this year. Cars just broke and caught on fire. I, I, I honestly think that uh, having uh, bullet motor in Krimpov's bodywork uh, would have netted something very close to a new real drive record. Yeah. Uh, been if not the record. Would have been the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's between the aero optimi optimization which I've done a little bit on Emilio's car uh, at the event in order to, um, you know, bump yeah, him up from second place over yeah. there. Uh, and then uh, the weight, the weight alone, I'm, I'm assuming that Bullet being a, uh, an S1 car is... It's about 23. Okay, so yeah, the spec weight's 2,300 pounds. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really, but we pulled the ballast out, but we added the big splitter. So we were probably about 2,300 pounds, not, not particularly light. Yeah, so we're... we're much much lighter with cream yeah. and we went much faster than we expected too we we were i was thinking well maybe if everything if the stars align i can get into the 46s that would be amazing i would be like shocked at that but i was thinking more likely it'll be 48s 47s yeah. and i'll be happy with that and we did 44s and we're like all of us were like wow i think everybody had uh, had some pretty good luck too with the conditions at the event yeah oh, everybody the, went the faster conditions were yeah the best yeah. i've been to super yeah. a couple times and they were but, when I'm in my head thinking, I you know I expect to do 47s maybe, and I'd be I'd be blissed if I got a 46, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I was assuming perfect weather. I go, that's right. if the stars align, yeah. and it was good weather, and but we went way faster than we expected, and that's in a car that's not a time attack car, and Modi's car is a time attack car, so my motor and his car would not have done 44 nines. It would have done if he didn't get a good lap, he would have done 41s, and he'd be pissed. I think if he'd got a good lap, it'd have been under 40s. And we would have went. Yeah, just uh -huh. need to knock the rust from the driver. And there's probably there's probably <laughs> we, need, we need the sunny mod. And yeah. everybody, you everybody, you know, ninety eight percent of the people there would be like, "What just happened?" And there'd be like six people would be going like, mm -hmm, "Yep, yeah, told we, you, we, we, we told is you." This, is this the corner <laughs> where I said I told you? Yeah. Yeah. Give it away, hero. Yeah, yeah. was a terrible time attacker. <laughs> no man, when we were eating ribs at like eleven p.m. on the Thursday night of Superlap, uh, nobody was really watching the car. We just, <laughs> so, just got over there and just seriously, there were a couple more, a couple more questions. Came in. Uh, there was a couple more questions that came in. I wanted to wanted to touch on here. Although I'm going to do these out of order. Uh, Marcus Latrell uh, is one of our longtime customers and a uh, PT guy from from back east, really fast driver. I drove his car. Yeah, oh, that's right. 
So he asks, um, are there any plans, uh, at least for, for our car, uh, to run Ace, uh, drop spindles and basically more boost. And yeah, um, the car that we're building, uh, OGK is a roofless car. Uh, it's going to be, I won't say it's similar to, to Creampo because it won't be similar other than the fact that it's a Miata. It doesn't have a roof, but it, it'll be, it'll diff- be a different build. But yeah, it will have, um, semi-active shocks, um, with drop spindles. And it'll have a bigger turbo, um, probably somewhere between 430 and 470 horsepower, depending on uh, how drivable we can make it. Is that um, going to be enough? Uh, depending on the ignition we can find. <laughs> well, it really comes down to making it drivable. You can, you know, there's, uh, I've driven some time attack cars that were, you know, had huge turbos and a bunch of uh, turbo lag, and you could. For a driver, a driver can't drive them because you can't throttle steer them at all. It's basically, yeah, you just kind of park in the turn, pivot it, and then pull the trigger. And it, yeah, you just drag race it. You just you drag race it. The corners and and drag I've race driven it. cars like that. And, and they actually turn really fast lap times, but they're, they're nowhere near the, as a, as a Miata guy, and again, for Miata people who are listening or somebody who drives a, uh, you know, an S2000 or a Corvette, something that's used to using all four contact patches all the time, making that nice friction circle as a driver. That's the car I'm going to build regardless. I'm never going to build an 800 horsepower monster that parks, pivots, and then just squirts down the straightaway because that's not, I'm not driving. And even if that's fast, I have no interest in building it. The car I'm going to build. So power wise, I'll add as much power as I can build that I can still drive and have throttle control over. And if it's in the low 400s, but it's going to have a whole bunch of arrow, it'll have that wheel with the new upcoming 295 Hoosier in the back and the 275 in front. Um, and the rest of it will be, uh, t- uh, remains to be seen. It's, it's, it's up here right now. Uh, there's, there's a hint's been dropped, but just to comment on the balance and the setup, um, I was on pit wall cause my car broke and I parked it all day on Friday and listening to the pit crews for the top time attack teams during that last session on Friday, when the 44 nine happened, everybody was commenting on bullets pace through truck stop and bus stop. The way that that little 300 horsepower Miata would take bus stop was six or seven miles an hour faster than anything everybody else there. And there were cars running four seconds faster per lap. All all power. All power. All power. Yeah, I think Oscar came over and he gave me a high five. He (laughs) says, you're the only guy who took bus stop ride all weekend. (laughs) It's all grip, buddy. It's all grip. That's That's kind of the thing, though. You know... We take everything that, you know, we know about Miatas, um, you know, and you just mid corner speed. Yeah, and, and exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can build a car that's got 800 horsepower, but it's, you know, if you just keep adding horsepower and the car's not really drivable and you're not right. be able to, to take a car that, you know, or make a car that can, uh, you know, keep the minimum speeds up and your average speeds high, then it's just diminishing returns at some yeah. point. Well, and I like it, that. It's not well balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you take a, you Sunny take a and myself and Dan and probably you guys have all driven friends, customers' cars that had a bunch of power, yep. Miata, yeah. and completely not set up right. They were yeah. basically turned them into Mustangs where they didn't turn, right. they didn't stop, they had, didn't throttle steer, air was all a mess, they were Cute overheating, brakes didn't work, and just really messes of cars but they were just horrifically fast in a straight line and yes they were always slower than a, a, a yeah, well set up, set up car. properly set up 120 horsepower miata and so there's there's a strength there it's like it, once you've driven that car that's set up you don't want to lose it like i want to make that envelope bigger which is what you've done with the hyper miata but i still need it to be that that same balance right, where right, i feel yeah. like i'm driving a 120 horsepower car it's just sped up but it balances it's not hard to drive. Actually, yeah, bullet, it's all fast forward, bullet was not hard to drive. If you watch the video, I'm steering it like this. It's not hard to drive, and that's right. part of why it went so fast. You watch some of the other cars that were two or three seconds faster. That guy's hanging on for dear life. And it's like, yeah, it's fast, but could you cut nine laps in a row like that? Well, I could. I could just keep clicking off laps as long as the tires last. Of course, it's got a small tank. What's that a gas? Yeah, no, <laughs> I wanted to touch on that earlier, but we run the car on E85, and we have a spec min weight, so we typically fill the tank just for min weight. At Superlap, we're like, hey, let's run the car light so we go faster. Right. And it turned out that our tires were so big that we had to run two warm-up laps. So we had to overfill the tank. And we had to run the car and heavy. had to run it hard. <laughs> we had to run it hard and heavy just to get the tires to work. So, yeah. so we ran through a lot of fuel and had to run it, well, about three-quarter tank for even those short sessions just to keep from running out of fuel. But. But yeah, the balance thing. Yeah, you, you you know, when you take, I mean, I kind of think that that's why for years and years, people didn't think that Miata's uh, 
could make good time attack cars. Because to make a good time attack car, something that's really going to be competitive, you can't ignore the fact that you need a certain amount of horsepower. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't just show well, up with a horsepower. It's part of weight. It's, know? it's, you know, if you could build, you know, a theoretical 800 pound time attack car, it could go fast to with right. 220 horsepower, but there's but no production cars that light. Right. There's been high power Miatas built. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not necessarily Balanced. built well balanced, right. right? Something that you can drive fast, and it's been a long time coming that actually, you know, you could build one that had a drivable power band at that power level. I mean, the track speed turbo is really sort of the first turbo kit that can actually deliver that. For example, that's very new, relatively speaking, to you know yeah. uh, the the lifespan of the Miata. And so, you know, the the V6 that I put in was trying to accomplish the same thing. You know, a linear power band with a you nice can hear sort of torque curve. One of the things that we all noted. When we were watching your video when you posted it just uh, just recently was listening your throttle applications there's complete control you could th- you were throttle steering everywhere you could just brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
that 225.50 might actually be better. Yeah, if it's only yeah, a 250 horsepower car, right. yeah. the, the gearing and the and small tire might actually work. But if it's a high horsepower car, 300 or above, um, that the 17 is going to be a better option. But if, 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 if he can't tub it, he's he's got to push it out. And that's going to affect the scrub radius a little bit. So it's 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 it's, un, it's an unfortunate compromise. So you have to do some really clever engineering. Um, but I, Modi's got the right idea. It's essentially take advantage of the error you can, knowing that the car is going to be high. Don't try to set the car low. Make the yes. suspension work so you have mechanical grip, exactly. and then uh, adapt your arrow to suit. With, you know, set with, the arrow lower. Set the arrow lower. Put the suspension where the geometry is happy. Yeah, and, uh, and, and the key thing there is you've got to retain whatever mechanical grip balance. Um, that you have, you can't just rely on on arrow. You've got to have good mechanical grip, and then you you put the arrow on top. Looks of that. like Rick just commented. He said uh, you can go a hundred millimeters wider on the chassis. Um, you can remove metal for tire clearance, but you have to keep the shock towers. That would be the way to go. I yeah. would yeah, yeah. Cut, yeah. cut the outside and upper roof of the wheel wells out. Um, we happen to have just released some longer shocks for Miatas that would help you with that increased yeah. ride height requirement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you could run that 20, what, 24 and a half inch, 24 inch tall, 245, 40, 17. Something like that. Yeah, it's 24 That's and a half. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Actually, uh, just uh, two years ago, uh, the in the class that I'm running in, in Limited, uh, it had sort of a similar situation where the tire that was just dominating that class, the Hankook TD, you can't get that in a 15 inch size. So if you want, I'm sorry, you could. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I might have discarded that option quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we ran that tire, by the way, in, uh, in a roaster couple of I event. remember that. You ran that at ACS I was, at, no, at, at one point. We ran it at some ACS, then we ran them at Chuck Wall and did like a, didn't we, like, Sunny, you did like a 201 or something? Yeah. It was like, it was like a skinny bicycle tire. And it was like a bicycle tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why it dominated. It was yeah. basically the cheater tire that yeah. fit the tread wear rating. And, and so I looked at, you know, okay, I have to be on that tire if I want to be competitive. And the smallest and, one that was, had to be this yeah, big it was one. A, it was a, I believe it was a 245. It was either a 245 or 235, uh, 4017. And so Jeez. I was looking at your 17 by 9 6 ULs. And I actually bolted them on my car and started well, taking measurements. Work? <laughs> I was like, this is, this this is where the car is going because that's the rule set and that's what I have to have. So mm. don't be, I guess my point is to Rick, like just don't be afraid of doing something unconventional if that's what you need to do for that class. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, if you can, if you're just building with no rule set, then that's a different story. You just run whatever's optimal, you know, and the fastest option. But if that's what's allowed in your class, if that's the fastest option for your class, build the rest of the it's, car around it. It's a lot of uh, race car engineering is Occam's razor. You, you eliminate yeah. all the things that won't work and the one thing that will work it's like this is crazy but this is the only thing that's yeah. left i have to use this tire and that's what's going to work so so that's what you do so yeah. hopefully we'll see you at uh, world time attack uh can't say what year or, or 2020 <laughs> yeah it's a two zero xx yeah. We know it's cheaper to ship multiple cars than just one, right? There you go. Hey, uh, there yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, for all the, the guys that uh, might be listening uh, East Coast, I know that Emilio has a two-car trailer and that he might want to do grid life. Now, I don't want to point any fingers anyone on the table that might want to do grid life as well, but this guy right here wouldn't mind finding his car in the same trailer. And grid life has an event at some tracks that someone else might be pretty familiar with. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We've got a yeah. bit of so fingers. I would send here. you guys on a field trip. I, I don't think I would go. <laughs> it's, not my, it's not my gig. I'm too old for Grid life sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I think you'd Speaking enjoy it. Speaking of World Time Attack, uh, uh, maybe you should touch in a word and a half about Morpheus. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. So Morpheus is the, is the other build that, uh, that we're doing. And I mentioned it briefly uh, earlier in the conversation, but Krimpov is just the interim build. It's just the one that uh, to hold me off from doing crazy things sure. while I'm doing a crazy thing with Morpheus. So that car uh, is another Time Attack Miata. Uh, because why build one uh, for the price of one when you can build two for the price of three? Um, <laughs> it's called buying a ball. The, the, the two for the it's price of three. Right, right. Um, decided to do something very uh, unconventional, which seems to be a word that, that's being thrown around this table a lot. No, you, you can't do anything unconventional. Me? No. no. You never do um, anything like that. Blackbird conventional works. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that just, see, that sounds wrong. Um, 
And that one is getting a Ferrari Modena V8 swap. Yeah. Uh, with I'm just going to go ahead and stop Ferrari engine and Miata. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> let's just point that part out, right? Uh, and a six-speed sequential. And all the crazy stuff that we have on Krimpov is going to be moved uh, in some version or another, most likely or another being crazier, to Morpheus as well. So uh, that's the card to watch a couple of years from so now. So it's not, it's not a quick you, build. For those of you who don't, not familiar average. with Morph Morpheus, uh, it's an NB chassis. Um, that has a full cage inside, but the windshield frame and windshield actually are quick release and the roof is quick release. So it can be it's turned really into cool. a roofless car in what, what, 10 minutes or something? Oh, 90 seconds. Okay. Wow. Well, geez. Well, there you oh, go. Geez. Oh, geez. Right. Well, I was working on 60 seconds, remember, but you, you know. I remember the first time Modi showed me Morpheus, uh, I was sworn to secrecy and could not tell anybody for like another year or so. Yeah, yeah that's car, that car has been a long time in the making. Yeah. Uh, and I've driven it for a whole lot of, what, five or six events before I got uh, tired of just driving with me out of power and decided to go uh, full bananas with it. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be the car to uh, to watch a couple of years from now. It's 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 one of those builds that we will spend some thousands of hours on. Yeah. Um, and see, I don't I don't see where you find the time to build all of your own stuff. I don't have it. The shop is always just packed. It is. I don't have so time. I, yeah. So to see like Cream Puff out at Super Lab Battle with all that work done, I was like. Does this guy ever sleep? When did this guy yeah, we don't. When did he do that? Actually, the answer is that we don't sleep. No, uh, not sleeping is way Ever. overrated. So we have a, another question that came in from uh, Garrett Evan. Uh, uh, not a time attack related question. Urban. Or, I, Urban. I, 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 my readers are enhance. Enhance. <laughs> so uh, Dan's going to answer that one. Was it about the Kentucky Crew? Yeah, Kentucky Crew PTE versus Super Meow. It's, it's a good, it's a good rebel. It's not time attack, but you know. I, I guess I gotta explain the slang terms here. The Kentucky Crew is in reference to uh, Aaron Lichty. Yeah, one of our one of our dealers again. Nine Four Nine Racing Six Zero Wheel Dealer, the winning formula in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, they're a race prep shop, uh, motorsports shop. They do phenomenal work. They themselves have a pretty crazy looking time attack Miata in the works. Um, but their, uh, their shop car and their crew, the guys that run with them, they have a specific build for NASA PT. Uh, they all run a Dino Reed class, uh, no asterisks, and they use those extra points for aero, uh, namely an air dam and a wing. Um, kind of, well, pretty big wing. It's a wing that's actually worth running. It's a, a 2D element up high in free air, so it actually works, and they get it to balance with an air dam and, and suspension configs. Um, but yeah, the, the compare and contrast is that really no one's attempted to run that on the national scale. Maybe that'll change at Coda in 2018. I don't know. Uh, on paper and in theory and so far in application, I still believe that the points only 99 no arrow build is the way to go. Same here. I mean, um, it, it's on based on what we've seen and, and the math supports it. Yeah. It's yeah. just that nobody wants to build that car. The power to weight handicap is way too big. A, yeah. a no asterisk reclass runs at 18 and a half to one, and the yeah. class limit is 16 and a half to one. Yeah. Two that, pounds per horsepower. That's an insurmountable it gap. It's huge. It's huge, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the gains from the arrow are, are there. They're just not as big as the gains from power. And what you have to remember in, in road racing, it isn't always what's fastest. It's track position. Wheel-to-wheel uh, -wheel racing is a contest of track position. It's not a contest of speed. People get wrapped up in what's the fastest. And the points build does turn a faster lap time. But what it does better than the aero car is get to the braking zone first. And that's really all that matters in wheel-to-wheel. -wheel. Was, was it at Nationals in, at Miller when Jason Kohler had all that aero and then he ended up taking it off because the car was faster? Uh, be he, because I walked down out of one of the driver's meetings and walked down past his car and I said, Hey, jo Jason, what's up? And he says, how you doing? He says, Oh man, I'm so off pace. And I says, the car looks good, but uh, you know, I says, you're running a knee, right? And he says, yeah, I says, dude, you gotta take that wing off. And he says, yeah, but it feels so good in turn one. And I says, That's just one I, I says, how much, how much power you run? And he told me, and he was like, I don't know. It was like. 19 or 22 horsepower less than we were running in our cars and we had no arrow on our cars and we were running i don't know three seconds a lap faster or something like that and that's a course that benefits from arrow but it just it was too big a, too big a delta right and and i says is your is your engine make capable of making more power and he says yeah i says well pull the wing off 
go retune it, put it in one, put in one of your maps and go get a reclass. And, and, um, which he did. And then I asked him to bring his video over to, um, his in-car over to our trailer. And I looked at his video and I don't know if you ever watched Jason drive, he drives like a surgeon and he's, he's just so like, smooth. he's just so glassy smooth. smooth. Um, but there were a couple places where he was still momentuming it and w- where the other car would, with without the wing, you could drive it a little bit differently. And it was a little faster. So, um, uh, William and I, uh, and I had, uh, William's car broke. So we were, you know, oh, trying, right. we were trying to get him, um, get him, um, you know, being the Miata guy, we're trying to help all the Miata guys. And it was like the Miata guys up here, uh, we were up here, all the other cars. And then Jason back here was like, but we know he's capable of driving up there. He's that kind of driver, just a car head. He had the wrong, he was spending his points wrong. So we coached him how to re- respend his points and he scrambled, redid it. And he was still slightly slower than we caught, we, uh, we were, but then William broke. So he inherited the, the fast car. And then for the final, um, I think they were, we were one car short of the contingency that he needed for the Mazda money, I think. So we took my PTB car and entered it in E and just disqualified herself, but started the, and completed one lap so we could complete the car count. So he got his money. So, um, so we got him a national championship. <laughs> we had to, we had to do some horse trading. Yeah, it would have been our car had we, had we not broken, but, um, but yeah. Kid, if he had not broken, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Our car was still yeah, but William's car was faster than, than Andrew's. Yeah, Andrew's was a uh, not a points build, it was a reclass, w- was, yeah. was a reclass. Somebody's it was running it, a two liter, yeah, it was yeah. A two yeah. liter. Andrew's car that year was how I ran my car for the regional season, the single yeah. asterisk reclass, no arrow, and that's the fastest possible reclass. And which we is think, in our in our opinion and yeah. expertise, yeah, and uh, but uh, but definitely what's faster yet was the uh, was the points build, which is what William has, and he was he was faster in practice than, than Andrew was, so it was fun. But we got uh, we we managed to come away with we we broke our cars and then we got Jason to, to get uh, you know we all basically put our brain trust together and and he drove it and he did, if you watch his his winning laps he was he was flying that boy can drive yeah <laughs> so to sum it up for Gary the number one consideration for building in NASA's dying performance touring series Just to make sure there's going to be PTE next year <laughs> is, first and foremost well first and foremost forget the points system it well, is they a, say release the rules like way late yeah I mean yeah. it is what it's November 20th the season starts no in like two 34 days probably now in two weeks <laughs> two to three weeks well, regardless so the first and foremost PTE is a power to weight class it is not a points class. So the key is getting to your your letter class, your number class's maximum power to weight. Then worry about how the car drives, what tire to run, etc. So power first, arrow second. That's how we won. So we are um, <laughs> we are in about uh, an hour and a half. I think we've covered most of the subjects we wanted to cover. Um, uh, how we did it, why we did it. Um, uh, what's kind of in store for, uh, for the future, um, for his car and, and, uh, for, for Modi's, both of Modi's uh, projects car and, uh, and ours. Um, I guess if there's anything left to touch on, it would be kind of, uh, for the people that are listening to this, who are, since the theme here was more time attack than, than wheel to wheel, we've had some other podcasts where we talked about wheel to wheel and super Miata and what have you and, and NASA stuff. Um, which is still very relevant with their ST class. We're all pretty excited about that. That's really neat stuff. But for Time Attack, um, clearly, I mean, if anybody hasn't gotten the message, um, uh, the platform is still super viable. And Miatas are, in fact, not terrible Time Attack cars. (laughs) That's really the message of this. If you're contemplating it, it kind of is. If you're (laughs) contemplating it, if you've been... been, you know, uh, debating whether to finish a, a build or did a build and it wasn't fast enough or you never even c- considered a Miata. Um, there is, uh, you know, uh, a brain trust here uh, around here, both here sitting at this table and some other people. So there's a few other vendors that have the information. If you want it, it's there. Um, 
talk to the vendors. Um, let's, let's, let's do some name dropping. Um, I would say Andrew Kidd. Yeah. Tracksmith Engineering. engineering. Yep. Uh, Goodman Racing, specifically Ryan Passy, Singular Motorsports, which also Ryan Passy, uh, Modi Almagar, um, Blackbird Fabworks, um, the guys at V8 Roadsters have a few uh, key and critical components. Uh, David Calzada. David Calzada, Kamiata, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 949 Racing, which is my company, and the, the parts brand is Super Miata. You find this, you know, we're easily found. Uh, gosh, I'm missing somebody. I feel terrible. Who, who else? Uh, we got there's different there's ECU uh, options. So if you want to do engine swaps, there's a bunch of different ECUs. Um, so basically, the key thing here is right now all the problems have been solved. So if you have you want to do a motor swap, or if you want to stick with the Miata, uh, and, and and there's a probably one of the key forums. I'm a big forum guy. Um, is MiataTurbo.net? That's yeah. probably it's become. By virtue of every, of all the vendors um, liking the very strong signal to noise ratio on that forum, it's one of those forums that if you go in and you ask a dumb question, you kind of yeah, get you will get shot down. You will get quickly. shot down pretty quick. <laughs> but the, the beauty of that is there aren't there aren't a lot of dumb answers. So that's the good side and the bad side. So if you got a little bit of a thick skin, you're willing to go into that that's that smelly bar, you'll get a good drink. <laughs> that's where all like the serious track me I got Miata guys hang out. There yeah. are like sub forums and some of the other forums that have. Some racing and competition we, type I, stuff. But I created the main the, one is Miata Turbo. I created the race prep section there because there wasn't one a couple of years ago, and that became the repository for all the information. I know there's other forums in other countries starting a race prep section and trying to model after that. But anyway, that's a good place to start um, to do research on. So uh, the information is out there. Um, the car that you have sitting in the garage, if you own a Miata and you've got some wings on it and you're thinking, how fast can this car go? Oh, the answer go is way faster than you think. Way faster. Way faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, whoever didn't get that message uh, after Superlap is really yeah. Like, well, that's uh, uh, that was that was really the point up. of this broadcast was to to touch on that that we've sort of we kind of surprised ourselves. We knew all these years it's like. And it just so happened all at once. You're like, God, how did this all happen at, at one event? It didn't happen over the course of three years. It happened at one event. And we all sort of said, we think it can go really fast. And it went even faster than we thought. And it's like, wow, this is the, the potential for this little platform is unlimited. It's like a miniature Corvette. Yet we can get that same kind of power to weight ratio as a Corvette. We can get all the arrow. And it's smaller and lighter and punches a smaller hole in the wind. So it's like, yeah, the math is there. This is one of the best possible platforms. I would also have to give it... Um to to other vendors that are developing things for the Miata, not necessarily Miata vendors, but uh, I would say, for example, StopTech, that has came up with a really fantastic uh, big brake kit that I know Ryan and I are using. Yep. I'm not sure which one. You oh, we use. had that kit on Taxi. Awesome um, brakes. It, yeah. Really great brakes. Yeah, there's a couple of key guys there. I will shout out to Brad yeah, Abrams. Brad, for yeah, sure. Brad. Who's been instrumental. Um, he's like us. He's kind of a, a passionate guy. And really drove that program and has brought, yeah, it's um, his baby. Uh, it brought uh, some pretty high level kind of motorsports level brakes that didn't exist for the Miatas and, and it's plug and play. You can order the, the kids. So it's, it, it, and there's, God, there's more. I feel bad. I mean, there's, as soon as, as soon as we shut off, I'm like, oh, we forgot this other guy. But the, the, the key thing here is that the answers are there. If you're not sure, start investigating, go to those forums, call the vendors that we've mentioned and 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 talk about the th- what you're working on they're going to send you where you call us and ask us about aero stuff and so you need to call this guy and you call one guy and ask about shocks and they're going to send you know we're, we're going to we're going to refer to each other because we all want the miata guys like we do with jason's like i want to make sure miata kicks butt even if it's not my own yeah yeah you no I, and i think there's no better example uh than what happened in Superlab between my car and your car oh yeah I mean, my car basically died. We converted it back to stock, and and the tires were just way too big for what it was because it didn't have 275 horsepower anymore. So, Emilio literally came to our pit stall with tires for the right size tires for your power. So. Uh, and I got a chance to return a favor by taking my brand new 245 A7s and sticking them on, on his car in order for him to set the fastest lap time. And, you know, it was just, uh, you know, we had John come in to troubleshoot my ECU and, uh, you know, I walked over there to set up Emilio's wing, you know. We got it. Was just, Shout out. Yes, big shout, shout out, out to Mr. John Wing. The John machine, Wings. The machine. <laughs> I, 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 I would too. <laughs> John Wing is the engineer um, and the uh, fabricator and the guy who does all our CAD drawings and, and builds all of our cars here. Um, 99% of the wrenching and uh, 
stuff that gets built here and designed is uh, John Wing. He does the engineering. I mean, I do. We, I share the engine. The, the design work with him, but uh, yeah, he's the guy who, who, who built that car and pretty much every car that's come out of a shop for the last 10, 12 years, including Crusher, which some people may remember as a semi-legendary NASA PT car. It's the um, car that won the Enduro Championship, Sprint, and Time, time Trial, trial all in the, the same, same year. year. It was the only car that's ever done that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a legendary car. Sure. <laughs> and on the cool. same uh, level, I want to thank uh, Steven Liebig, uh, which is my... Um, What's his title at Blackbird Fabworks? Motherfucking Superman. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Does everything, everything under the sun. PG, really. all right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that rating is gone. Sorry, so Terrence. Um, but yeah, no, thanks a bunch yeah. for all the hard work. Yeah, I, I, just touching also on kind of the message that Emilio's kind of trying to portray is... Uh, now, more than ever, it's been possible to pretty much go through uh, every aspect of the car, it, if it's a Miata, and go off the shelf even bolt and yeah. bolt on a recipe that can win unlimited class at Superlap. Uh, yeah, on the right year. Just and, about. And that's not even optimized. I mean, you could even actually actually sit down, not just a few weeks before the event, and really go care about it. build a car for this and use those off-the-shelf parts. Yeah. And maybe, die, you know, maybe like the front splitter isn't yeah. off-the-shelf. You know, I mean, I know a guy but, who can make some but badass this splitters. This is the thing. There's two things here. One is he could build it for you. You could call him and go over it, and he would build you something, put it in a box, and ship it to you. Or... You could go to the internet community, which mm -hmm. has all these proven solutions, known best practices. And this is a key thing. It's like, where do you mount it? Well, that's been worked out. How big does it need to be? Yeah. That's been worked out. What material? That's been worked out. You know, how far does it need? That's all been worked out. Those questions have been answered. You got to do some homework. Nobody's going to spoon feed it to you. You got to go in and read some stuff and do a little bit of math. But the, the, the key thing there is that those recipes are there. And this is something uh, I was touching on earlier with um, the, when a platform comes out. You've got the bare steel tub and you've got all the things that bolt to it and all the electronics and the ECU and all that kind of stuff and all the, you know, hydraulic bits. And uh, the better the aftermarket gets for a given platform, the more that stuff that can be replaced. And if you go back to, you know, the older, you know, like uh, or the 60s Mustangs, you can even buy the tub. You can build an entire yeah, 67 that. Mustang, the entire thing. I'm down to the stickers on the car out of catalogs and none of it's made by Ford. So, and then as you get into newer cars, well, maybe you can't do the tub, but even like, uh, uh, there's, isn't there, somebody makes a, uh, agent 47 makes a carbon Fox body. SN95. Yeah. Mustang. You can buy tubs for some newer cars and then newer yet. And it's everything but the tub. You can take a bare tub from production car and replace every single part on that car with non-factory. The Miata is right around the, the corner. The parallel to that is that we can go to Craigslist and find a Miata tub for 200 bucks. Well, <laughs> mostly straight. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's why they see that we start the project car. It's, you know, you look through the core parts you're going to keep, but if you're going to go, you know, on a mild build, you're going to reuse a lot of the stuff that's there. You're going to take your original diff and just put a torsion in and rebuild it. But if you're going something that's wild, like like we're, like we're all talking about at this table there's the tub and there's almost nothing left everything else and that's the key what you were saying that's i'm trying to reinforce that point is that that's available you think well i want to put bigger brakes on that's fine i want to do different control arms that's fine i want to do our bigger beefier hubs that's fine everything is available now yeah. and 10 years ago that wasn't the case if you wanted to build a car like we're talking about building at this table it was you, a lot of yourself. You had yeah, to, you, you had to, you had to fabricate all these parts, and they were all really exotic parts. Now yeah. you can buy all, you can buy all this stuff. And I mean, really, the, the two keys are the parts are available, and so you can just go buy them, and, and also, and the knowledge is there. Yeah. So. You know, you can go on Miata Turbo, for example, you know, gingerly, uh, you know, start, <laughs> start reading it first. Read uh, first, search first. And, and you can really, you know, ask uh, educated questions and get educated answers. And that saves you a lot of bad decisions because a car isn't just a uh, combination of, you know, fancy parts. And these guys, like at 949, for example, are sort of the kings of, of setup and knowing how to take a car that is insanely, uh, you know, make a car insanely fast out of something that is, you know, just 
what looks like basic parts, you know, and so the setup is the key. Uh, the knowledge is all there on how That's to do question. that. Yeah. This is the final question. This is actually an excellent one to wrap this up on. So on, real quick, on, to, to, to read that out. We, we might actually be ending this at 9.49 p.m. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, okay. oh, geez. So to preface this, this is Cooper Pierce, who I brought over to you guys to talk about. He had the uh, hatchback. I'm going to read his entire question, and I think this is this is relevant, and this is sort of the core of uh, what we're all kind of hinting at here uh, from California here. Question, uh, not sure if this will be read, but if this is the reason we don't see a mini-miata chassis in World Time Attack, is the potential there to run the fastest Pro-Am or Pro-Class times? Is the chassis just untested to its true limit? The answer is yes. Um, is there a recommended swap versus others that others seem viable? And honestly... The power is not the key factor here. There's probably five or six different engines that you could run. You could run an LS, you could run an LF, you could run a Miata with the turbo. Um, there's a couple of others. You could run a K24 with two road trucks, two road trucks on it. There's the power is not the key thing here. That's not what makes this car so good. Is there a recommended swap? Any of them would work. Um, it seems to be a great entry level chassis with lots of support, but would it potentially be able to catch the FMX? NSX at Buttonwillow, 137s, etc. I will just let you know that the record that I'm going after, and so is he, is the production car lap record at Buttonwillow, not any other record. Yeah, the only I car mean, that's going to go faster than there is a Formula Atlantic or something with a carbon tub. Go big or go A Janetta. Well, yeah. What is that production car lap record about Miller? I think that's it. I think it's that's the FXND. It's, 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 it's a 137. And that's outside of Super Lap. Yeah, that's technically yeah, that's not red the line Super Lap. Yeah, it's really Johnson. I don't think it was actually even red line. I think the red line was a 138. I don't care. This was private. I'm going after it. That's it. So the answer is yes, potentially a Miata will go sub 137. Yeah, so let's look at some rough math here. I had what is basically a spec Miata tub. With some quickie Home Depot Arrow, some 245 tires. These are not big tires compared to what the other guys are running. 300 horsepower through a synchro mesh, six speed transmission, no sequential. H pattern. HB, yeah, regular H pattern shift um, with, the, with the clutch, you know, no two pedal yeah, car. Three pedals. Yeah. yeah, three pedal car at 2,300 pounds and 300 horsepower and did a 44.9. His car is potentially probably four or five, maybe six seconds a lot faster. So my, I don't, know if, I don't know if six seconds faster, but I would say there's there's a couple seconds there for sure. Depends on who's driving. A little less power, uh, no, <laughs> a little less power than, yeah. than yours, but definitely lighter. No, I'm talking about oh, with the same power. If 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 we were putting my engine in your car, if we if we did, yeah, if we if we, if we, if we, we joked about engine, that, it would have been a sub forty car sub 40 all, all day long for sure, all day um, long, not, and that's not even like maybe that's like absolutely not even great weather would be a sub forty car. Uh, and that's would, not the limit. I would say that, that the 137 is definitely something that, oh, yeah. that Morpheus will be able to do with the uh, with the engine swap and sequential transmission. I honestly don't see why we wouldn't be able to uh, break that. So that's our goal. We'll, we'll see if it happens. It may not. We may uh, run out of uh, time or money or engineering talent, but we're certainly <laughs> going to give it a shot. Are we going to do a podcast on November 20th, 2018? Yes. We should try. <laughs> Why not? I think we should. Sounds pretty It'll good. It'll be a Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. All right. Wrap it up. There you go. All right, guys. Well, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys' time. We're into this one for like almost an hour and 45 minutes. We'll probably make this one two shows, as uh, as is kind of the regular thing now when I come and record a show with Emilio or just in this room right here. But uh, Sonny, Ryan, Emilio, Modi, Dan, thanks so much for your guys' time tonight. Thanks for um, listening. Yeah, yeah what can people find out more about, uh, you know, about your guys' companies and, uh, you know, maybe see... These videos that have been uh, flashing on the screen behind us. You see some keywords. Five minutes for um, for YouTube. Um, we are Nine for Nine Racing or Super Miata. Super Miata is a race series. Nine for Nine Racing. You'll get all of our videos. Keyword for him is going to be you know, Blackbird Fabworks. And it's, you would find us uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, and really, our Facebook page is probably the, the one that's getting updated the most. You see how it's uh, spelled here on the door? The door might be missing a black, letter or two. It's Blackbird Fab Woe. Sorry about that. Still welded to the car. And then Ryan's project. And if you haven't, I, I encourage you 
There's a lot more down and dirty pictures on his car. Uh, Track HQ is uh, the forum that most of us in California, our track rats are on. Track HQ. What's the what's the title of the thread? Uh, That's the primary thread for that car. Right. Um, I'm actually, I don't remember what it's exactly Dang called. It. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if you go Trek HQ or you go Miata Turbo. Well, okay, uh, the, cars, the cars got, we name all of our Miatas, so right. we don't have to say the red Miata because there's like 90 red Miatas. So his is... So it's the Hyper Miata. So uh, If you search word. Hyper Miata, one word, just like Super Miata, Boom. Uh, you can Google that and basically that's all that's going to come up. That's going to be videos, Facebooks, yeah. forum threads. But the, yeah. I like the Track HQ thread. That's the one that's the most hardcore nitty gritty yep. looking at that. You really got to look at the way his car is built underneath the skin that's to me that's it blows me away it's it's aerospace <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff in there there's yeah. you know quick disconnect nose and, and all kinds of fun ideas yeah. just you know but uh because i was in there yeah um but yeah and uh goodwinracing.com is uh is our web store our website we've got all our contact info on there if you want to reach us mm -hmm. uh we just try to be approachable and uh if you want to ask questions or or need some guidance reach out to us mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks so much, guys. We uh, really appreciate it and uh, can't wait to see what uh, everyone does next season. Thanks so much. We'll see you, see you next time.